welcome to Injection Magazine's Weekly Injection, a podcast we like to discuss both conventional and unconventional topics within society, with new episodes out every single Friday. Hi guys, welcome to our very first episode of the Weekly Injection, brought to you by Injection Magazine. I am your host, Gina, or G for short, and I am joined with... Gianni, who is a journalist and a historian. How are you, Gina? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Surviving. (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't been easy, hasn't it? (laughs) I mean, hopefully after the announcements we've had earlier this week, and if anybody's listening who is in the UK, hopefully everyone's feeling a bit more hopeful that this year will be a bit better than last year. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. I don't want to go for a walk anymore. (laughs) So we are kicking our first episode of the series right off with a brilliant topic, which is sex, and even more so, casual sex. So Gianni, do you know what casual sex is? Well, casual sex to me is when you go on an app, let's say on Grindr, because I'm gay, and you arrange to have a hookup with someone, someone that you hadn't previously met, and then you just go and release the horror, and then you don't... <laughs> And then after, after the sexual encounter, uh, you don't get to see that person anymore. And you can find, you can actually find it in the supermarket and be like, oh no, I haven't seen this person before. Or just walk past him and pretend that you haven't seen him. So yeah, uh, to me, that's what casual sex is. What about you? Yeah, I think casual sex is any sex where you're doing it I guess just to have sex. I mean, I think casual sex is any sex where you don't really see anything long term with the person. And usually when people engage in casual sex, it's just out of horniness or maybe they're drunk or I don't know. I think a lot of people engage in casual sex. Um, <laughs> casual sex is having sex, not knowing each other's name. They just do it that way. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sometimes people know each other, or sometimes they get mixed up. I mean, if they're on a pro- yeah. if they're on a profile, they should know their name. <laughs> well, Ooh, that yeah. really depends. <laughs> You'd hope so, or, or maybe you wouldn't. I guess, I guess it depends. <laughs> to be honest, I remember one time when I went to I went to Edinburgh Centre, and they saw a guy uh, whom I suddenly recognised because of Grinded, and I thought, oh, I think that guy's. Excel top. <laughs> I didn't even know his name, but I recognize it by the name of his profile on Grindr. So yeah, that's what casual sex is to me. I think when we think about casual sex in today's day and age, we can think about the casual sex drought that has been brought upon us by the pandemic. And if anybody has been living under a rock, The UK is now in its third lockdown um, and the current guidelines are that you just shouldn't have sex at all. Unless you live with the person or in their support bubble, then no. What do you think about that? I mean, it makes sense. Well, I mean, I suppose um, when the pandemic started last year, the first thing that we thought about was sex, uh, especially for those people who were single. And I think... 
putting aside the stories of people being taken to hospitals and stuff like that, sex is a huge, huge problem in our population just now. You can't just put people in cages and or ask them to stop having sex until 40 knots it's because it doesn't work like that. And especially um, since sex doesn't actually involve, doesn't only involve intimacies, but also the need of being with someone, you know, they, they need to feel accompanied by someone. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, actually, because I think a lot of times when the government have spoken about sex, they've spoken about it on a largely physical aspect. Um, if we go back to advice that was released back in August when um, sex was allowed um, for a very short period of time, um, the guidance on sex was to wear face coverings, um, make sure that you stay sanitized and more so try use positions that don't involve face-to-face -face contact which really sort of explores sex in a physical way sort of exclusively explores sex in a physical way i think when they released the guidelines back in august they thought of sex as as if sex was a mechanical thing to do um which I totally understand. You can't have direct physical contact because of COVID. But asking people not to kiss when they're having sex is a really complicated thing to ask, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you can talk about sex as a connection experience when you talk about couples, but especially within hookup culture as well. Um, sex is definitely more than the physical kind of mechanical way the government was trying to put out and their guidelines of not having face-to-face -face positions and wearing face coverings and no kissing um, really just put sex in some weird kind of light where it was purely for fulfilling a human horniness need. Yeah, definitely. And <laughs> I personally don't see myself asking my partner to stop you know, fucking me or something to sanitize their hands. Um, <laughs> so I think there should be, bottom line, I think there should be a more approachable way to ask people to behave more safely when they're trying to have sex during a pandemic. For instance, it's been advised on several websites that people can go to parks and have sex in public spaces, have to avoid poor ventilated spaces. What do you think about that as someone who lives in the UK? Because I've got my personal thoughts as a, as a person who lives in Scotland. Like I can't just go to the park when they are like minus five degrees and have sex there because it doesn't work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's interesting you brought that up because I know that back when it was warmer last year in the first lockdown or after the first lockdown, sort of around spring to summertime, there were people who were having sex outdoors and there were people who were talking about it on social media about having sex outdoors. And for me, it doesn't appeal at all. Um, I don't know if that's more so that I'm happy to go without sex or more so that I just really don't like the idea of being partially naked outdoors. Yeah, it doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. I'd rather just go without sex. And there's quite a few legal issues that would surround that more so than just breaking COVID restrictions. Yeah, and I think putting aside the legal aspects of having sex outdoors, what about if someone saw you having sex in the park and that person took some pictures of you? I mean, what if a child saw you? Yeah, what if a child saw you? In a conversation I'd had with one of the co-founders of Prefter, 
which is a charity organization that fights for equal rights since 2015, he's been advising people to climb to the roof if they can, you know, if it's safe to do so, to have sex there. But like I said, rather than being exposed to the climate, to the, you know, uh, to the British weather, I would rather find my ways to have sex indoors, but in a safety manner. I would say by, I don't know, wearing face coverings or um, not having direct physical contact, but using this sort of, um, which is on their website as well, to to have these um, waterproof coatings where people have a hole and people who are gay or gay men, for instance, can put the, the penis inside the hole and then, you know, avoid a kissing. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of these guidances, I mean, I think they've tried to make sex somewhat safer when there is COVID present in the world. But I think a lot of it, as you said, is a very mechanical way of looking at sex and a way that purely focuses on the physical aspects of sex. But what can sex mean to people other than just a physical pleasure thing to fulfill the horn that they might feel? Especially because sex can mean so much to so many different people especially in terms of exploration of their identity and experimenting and even just feeling included and responding to human touch yeah and sex is also a part of the courtship like sex is not something that you wait for after you are officially engaged with someone if you get what i mean like nowadays it is important for people to see what sort of chemistry you have with someone before making the decision of getting into a relationship with a particular person. So <laughs> it's not like the 50s, you know, in the 50s or in the 70s that you get to meet someone for a walk and slowly get to know that person and then you get married. And then after the marriage, you that was the time where you go to, you know, that you go to bed with that person. So I can't, and I'm saying, I'm saying this from my own experience as well as a single man, or as a person who suddenly became single just right after uh, the pandemic started, it is kind of hard for me to date someone and wait for months and months to see if there is a sexual chemistry between the two of us. Yeah, definitely. I think sex is a huge part, and especially casual sex is a huge part of a lot of people's lives now when it comes to dating. Even, you know, if something starts as a hookup, people eventually get into relationships as a result of that. And I don't know a single couple um, who are together now that didn't start having sex before they got officially together. I think it is a huge part of people's lives. Exactly, that's my point. Yeah. And I think like, especially within like different groups and considering the LGBT community. I think sex is a huge way of exploring your identity as well. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, the time when I lost my virginity, uh, obviously there wasn't any coronavirus going on in the world and <laughs> grinding wasn't available at the time. But I remember that the, uh, we used to use websites, especially to get to know people who were looking for the same thing as you were. And by using such websites, I could explore what I was feeling at the time. I wouldn't say that when you when you are a teenager, you are 100% sure that you are gay. It takes an incredible amount of time and effort to decide which path are you going to go for. Um, most people say that being gay is something you are born with, which I totally agree. But it takes time for you and it's such a long process for you. Um, 
to discover um, if you are 100% sure that you're gay or if you just feel like you're attracted to men, but you're also attracted to women. So I think not having the chance of meeting people to explore sexuality will have, will take a touring society if we don't, you know, come across more realistic rules when it comes to meeting people for casual sex or just having sex in general. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, when speaking to friends of mine who are gay and they use Grindr to explore their sexuality, um, and I think hookup culture in that sense is a huge part of exploring your identity. I think even with just like straight people as well, I think having sex with multiple people, or maybe not necessarily multiple people, but hooking up in that way is a way to explore yourself and a way to explore your identity. And find out what you like what you don't like and I think the question is posed to if you know suppressing a society of being able to hook up for nearly a year now um, is gonna cause problems down the line um, yeah I, I mean it surely will on the other hand the problem will increase if we are asked to be in the lockdown um, longer than a year I mean I think it shouldn't be too it shouldn't be too bad if the lockdown is near the end, but it's gonna become a huge public problem if we are asked to be in the lockdown for another year. Because you know the consequences in the long term future will be catastrophic, in my opinion. Um, so I think for the time being, we we can do our best to stick to the rules, but it's something that we'll definitely have to think about uh, from a psychological point of view if the lockdown gets extended because when you see the news um, at least in the UK journalists, psychologists, doctors um, you know uh, commentators in general they tend to speak about the effect of coronavirus on traveling or effect of coronavirus in you know businesses of the effect of coronavirus in elderly people but nobody's talking about the effects of coronavirus in young populations who are you know looking to explore their sexuality or they are trying to find ways of um, getting away from reality and I've seen that myself on Grindr there are many people who are under uh, 20 years old who are bored as fuck and they are not attending university at the moment so they are using this app to find someone to have sex with as a way of distraction. And I haven't seen anyone so far talking about that in the media at all. Yeah, I think, you know, not just for the younger population, but, you know, a lot of people come out later in life or have spent their entire lives sort of questioning if they are straight or if they are gay. You know, it is, I mean, hooking up and sex can mean a lot more than just the physical aspect, as we've just said, and the whole experimentation and exploring of yourself. And whilst, you know, being in lockdown, whilst it seems like we've been in lockdown for a long time, we are reaching the end, supposedly. And I think it will be interesting to see if we would have to go back into lockdown again um, as new variants develop and if they work against the vaccine um, and what that will do for society. Well, uh based on previous experience at least here in the UK what I will do between April and May is trying to fight my fuck body and be ready in case that we will go back to a new lockdown in the future because <laughs> 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 who's to say that we will not be back into lockdown after the summer um, it's very unpredictable I mean yeah and I guess you know maybe people will stop hooking up the way that we know it now and result in having just one 
fuck buddy who they don't seem as like someone they want to be in a relationship but just someone they want to be with um to protect themselves but here's the question let's say you find someone that you uh that you think is attractive right and you make sort of an agreement between the two parts okay uh we are going to be having sex during lockdown and you will be my sexual partner only could that be considered as casual sex i don't think so if you if you i mean to me casual sex means that you're having sex with multiple partners but if you meet with a person only for more than one occasion that's not casual sex anymore that's more of a friend with benefits yeah and if someone's your friend then are they casual anymore i guess yeah well yeah. is yeah. covid the end of casual sex who knows yeah probably who knows <laughs> who knows yeah <laughs> <laughs> when talking about sex and when talking about casual sex, I mean, there are already dangers within casual sex um, prior to COVID um, in terms of STIs and even more so, you know, when we engage in casual sex, as you said, you don't really know this person. So there's been, you know, instances where people have been in positions of danger because the person they've met is not who they thought they were. Um, I think... The risks involving a casual sex um, shouldn't be understood just by the medical aspect, um, in my opinion. We have, to, we have to look at risks from a greater picture, and that means thinking about how dangerous the person, you know, the person themselves can be. I ended up someone, for instance, many years ago, who was killed by a man um, that, he, you know, that he had made on Grindr. And that happened in my back home, Venezuela. And the guy appeared in the news and apparently they had been talking for quite some time on Grindr. They decided to meet. And then when this guy who got murdered went to the other guy's home. The guy was just, um, <laughs> the guy was, you know, wasn't um, thinking of having sex, but rather the guy wanted just to um, assault him, sexual assault him. And then the guy uh, decided to stack him in the stomach. Um, so I think it's really important to be aware of the consequences of having casual sex, not only because you have to be conscious about the potential risks of getting COVID, but also the essential risks of meeting someone that you don't know in person. So in, in, in my case, um, most of the time, I prefer to go to that person with a park to any public space to get to see that person uh, physically and then if that person appeals to me or if that person seems to be fine I could potentially take it to this you know to the next level which will be having sex with that person but again the fact that you meet a person one more <laughs> one time only doesn't mean that you know the person for certain or you know um, 100% so there would always be a risk I suppose but um, that's what are the things that you sign up for when you want to have casual sex with people? Yeah, I think the whole notion of casual sex is that it's casual. And I think, as we said before, if you'd like assign one person as your fuck buddy and you become friends with benefits, is that casual anymore because you know them? I think the whole casual sex aspect is having sex with someone that you don't really know. And obviously there are so many risks involved in that and not just medical in terms of infections and diseases but more so you don't know this person and this goes across dating apps and also meeting people in a club if anything it might be worse just meeting people in a club because you literally don't know anything about them at all um, at least on maybe 
dating apps or something you'd be able to change them back to something but I know people like to stay anonymous a lot and that stuff um so yeah it is really interesting to identify that hookup culture in general has a large amount of risks but then when we add COVID into the occasion does that heighten the risks oh yeah definitely um you're putting you're putting other people in danger let's see if I meet with someone for the first time and then that person has COVID but doesn't have any symptoms I can easily pass COVID onto my granny let's say so I think we have to think about hookups uh, very responsibly because not only will we be at risk of getting you know COVID but we can put other people at the same risk as well definitely and I think even more so with COVID, it's not necessarily like a sexually transmitted infection. Um, it's like you could be exclusively hooking up with one person, but one of you could catch COVID, you know, at the supermarket or anywhere, and then you'd be able to spread it to other people, not through sex. I mean, when we talk about sex, everyone is at the same situation, meaning that the only way for you to be safely away from corona is that if the two people permanently stayed at the same address they work from home and they get <laughs> they get a foot shift by the door otherwise as soon as you put your foot out of the door you are at risk of coronavirus and if you go to bed with the same person even though you have been married for 20 years or something you can still pass coronavirus onto that person so um i i think it is very difficult to establish boundaries between you know these sort of approach is safe or these sort of approach is not you know it's less safe um because first of all coronavirus has been up there for a year so i think there is a lot to learn in the future about this disease and apart from that there are so many factors involved in people's life and you can't really just make piece of guidelines applicable to every single person in the world because that that really depends on you know people being sex workers or people uh people having multiple affairs out of you know out of their marriage or people feeling lonely because they've got i don't know mental mental health difficulties and the only way for them to feel valued the only way for them to feel accompanied is by having sex so uh, we can't really just put sex in the same box and think that everyone is having sex or everyone wants to have sex because it is a natural need because uh, sexually is a social construct as well. So um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really interesting to think about ways that we can go forward and definitely think about over the next few months and over the next few years, the effect of vaccines, if they actually are working the way that we hope they are, um, and if the new variants are affecting them at all. It is interesting because, as you said, you know, sex isn't black and white. It's not just a case of, you know, stop having sex because people see it in multiple different ways and people feel they need it in multiple different ways. You know, I don't think I could live the rest of my life not having sex. I oh, just no, don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not natural. Sex is completely natural. Um, so it is interesting. And I think, you know, the government advice so far has fallen short on respecting um, people's 
natural needs for sex by seeing it as a purely physical thing. The interesting thing, though, is do you think that comparisons have been made with COVID and STIs over the past year? Um, I think... And Within well, hookup culture. In the hookup culture. I've been so surprised by seeing people putting on the profiles on Grindr. I've been vaccinated, so I'm free to go and have sex. So I've had people asking me on my Grindr account if I have experienced symptoms of coronavirus, rather than asking me, have you been having unsafe sex? Have you been having rat sex? So I think people, people are being more focused on the side effects of coronavirus if you had had coronavirus or the sort of symptoms that you may show that you know can lead you to think that you are having you know that, that you have coronavirus but you haven't been tested um and so these excessive attention that is being put on coronavirus is making um it's making people ignore the order sexual you know uh, sexually transmitted infections that are out there and that really important too so yeah i mean i th- i noticed well i saw a post the other day um i think it was on twitter because i've <laughs> spent all my time on twitter but um <laughs> it was of someone and their message exchanged with a woman on tinder and she had messaged them saying that she doesn't want to pursue whatever thing they had going on anymore as she has decided to pursue something else with somebody who has been vaccinated and they have both been vaccinated and I guess from now on she exclusively only wants to be with people who are vaccinated and I think that it's very interesting that people have been so quick to jump on the gun surrounding things with COVID like uh, I'm only hooking up with people who have tested negative or only hooking up with people who have had the vaccine but prior to COVID And even now, I don't see people really put on their dating profiles that I only hook up with people who have tested negative for STDs and STIs. HIV. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, definitely. The funny thing about it is that people, the, I was going to say the LGBT people, but um, I think the same can apply to everyone having sex at the moment. People are thinking of the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, as the new sort of COVID prep if you know what I mean. like um, Just just for anybody in the audience listening, um, would you like to explain what PrEP is, if anyone doesn't know? Uh, PrEP is a pill that you take um, as a way of preventing HIV. So uh, for anyone who wants to find out more about taking PrEP, you can go to prepshare.co.uk and they've, they've got free information about how to act for PrEP because whether you are in England or you're based in Scotland, you can get access to PrEP for free which is amazing. And there are two ways of taking PrEP. You can take daily PrEP, which means one pill per day, and that will give you almost 99% protection against HIV. You can take on-demand PrEP, which means that you have to be aware on when you're having sex, as one pill needs to be taken before and one pill needs to be taken after sex. So, fiend of the art. So going back onto your point, are you saying that you think people are seeing the vaccine as sort of COVID's version of PrEP? Yeah, I think, I think to be fair, 
casual sex has been stigmatized for so long that people are trying to find new ways of making themselves in invincible. That means, well, I'm going to take PrEP. And if I take PrEP, I'll be invincible to HIV. And I don't have to be worried about all the sexual, you know, sexually infected, uh, sexually, how do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> sexually transmitted sexually transmitted infections yeah um, <laughs> because if i you know if i can't catch hiv i can you know i don't have to be worried about getting chlamydia because chlamydia is treatable so it's gonorrhea and the other ones so i'm invincible to that and if i'm if i've been vaccinated i can't get covid even though I know, and I have already acknowledged the fact that there are so many variants out there that I can get, and that it hasn't been proved that the vaccine I get will protect me from getting these sort of, you know, types of coronavirus. So um, I think we are trying to make the hooker culture the safety we can. And I think, you know, there has been scientific improvement of uh, in terms of sexual health, but there would always be a risk. Even if you, even if you have been vaccinated, even if you take prep, even if you wear a condom, the risk of getting, you know, a hookup arranged with someone that you don't know will always involve a risk because that person could be, you know, a murder. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> so yeah, no, exactly. So. Do you think that people should, you know, employ the cautious attitude that they are putting to COVID right now to hookup culture in general? In general, yeah, definitely. Um, see me, for example, um, every time I arrange someone, um, sorry, every time I arrange something with someone I don't know, um, <laughs> I've got my sister as my backup. Um, I would be yeah, like, yeah, I have a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Find my friends. <laughs> I'm normally like, girl, you are gonna be my emergency call <laughs> in case that I show up and the guy doesn't, you know, uh, like me or I don't like the guy. I will give you a phone call to say, oh, I've got an emergency. I have to leave. Or if I get along with the person, I will um, send my sister my location so she knows where I am in case that you know I don't come back home or I'm, you know, I'm delayed for any reason. So I think it's important to openly speak about the culture of hooking up and not be ashamed by it and have someone that you really trust to whom you can share your experiences and tell them where are you going to be or what type of person are you going to meet? I think that's crucial. Yeah, exactly. I think it's interesting to see people be so cautious to around COVID dangers. Um, and yet have been so sort of naive to hookup dangers in general. Basically, what I'm trying to say is everybody get tested and share your <laughs> everybody location. Everybody get tested and share your location. Or if you can, if you can't be bothered with sharing your location or getting tested, just stay at home, watch Netflix. I just got on Twitter. Yeah, I meant just for like the in general, um, <laughs> some word of advice, but I mean, what can we do now, given the current state where, you know, we all should be staying at home? The vaccines aren't well, half I'm, done yet. Definitely. I'm not a doctor and I'm not pretending to be one, but I would say that for the time being, it's way better if we stayed at home and 
go back to the old days of watching pornography. Yeah. And you can buy, I don't know, you can buy toys. Explore yourself. Find yourself, explore yourself, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and explore more feelings. So. Or just pay a £2.50 subscription on OnlyFans and start watching you know, content by you know, being made by private people. So I think um, we have to consider that the lockdown will not be forever, hopefully. And this is just a, a sort of a temporary period of history that we are going through. And uh, we, we only need to stick to the rules and find new ways of um, giving pleasure to yourself until casual sex or sex in general is allowed. So on the topic of pornography and exploring yourself, are there ways that you can still engage in sexual act- activity with others while still following lockdown rules? Well, uh, you can certainly engage in virtual sex. Uh, for instance, you can arrange a video call with someone and um, have some pleasure by the comfort of your bed, meaning that you can uh, shoot news or get naked in front of your camera and honestly masturbate yourself while <laughs> looking at the other person on the screen. Do you think people actually enjoy that though? Because I don't think I know many well, people who do. I don't personally enjoy getting naked in front of my computer <laughs> or in front of my phone. I have, I, I have to say that I have shared news on Grindr a couple of times. Yeah. I'm not pretending to be a priest whatsoever. But um, one thing is sharing <laughs> old pictures of you being naked on Grindr, pictures that you had taken six months ago, uh, than getting naked and being exposed to someone that you don't know in front of your computer. Because I, I honestly don't know if a person has recorded me and then the, that person will use my face as a way of threaten me or, you know, scanning me. So I think if you want to do it, you have, like, you really have to take into consideration all the factors that can, you know, make you vulnerable. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think especially given the whole idea of casual sex and hookup culture, it is with people you don't really know. And I think lots of people on dating apps, you know, their whole relationship with the other person is completely casual. And are people now going on, say, Tinder or Grindr and then, you know, going straight to um, sharing nudes or having virtual sex instead of being able to hook up in real life? Because that sounds really dangerous if you're sharing that, you know, permanent personal images with someone you don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Especially nowadays when when, uh, the internet is broadly used in the world. Uh, You can, you know, send a picture of your dick and your face at the same time and that (laughs) that picture can go to Spain or can go to Italy. So all that picture can go viral on the internet, which is worse. Please be careful if you are going to engage in virtual sex uh, try to cover your face try to just show your torso or your penis or your vagina or whatever you have or if you're doing it from home trying to cover the background so that people can identify where you live so i think even if you stayed at home and decide to do everything virtually there are so many things that you need to take into consideration to protect your privacy pretty much
Yeah, I think, you know, on both ends of the spectrum, you can identify that people's needs of sex are more than just physical, especially within different communities. People's needs for sex are way more than just a physical thing. But at the moment, you know, COVID is still a thing. We should all be being responsible and staying at home. And I think it'll be interesting to see how things unfold in the future if the rollout of vaccines is going to give us the freedom we once had um and if not what does that mean for people's sexual needs i think that'll be interesting to watch yeah probably the government will respond to that we'll do another episode in let's say six months time talking about the aftermath of the coronavirus and (laughs) and sex (laughs) six months time yeah Yeah, back in lockdown back in lockdown (laughs) forget forget everything we said earlier (laughs) just do it (laughs) you know what we can't wait anymore just go there (laughs) i'm gonna have fun oh my god i don't don't want to be banned by boris johnson (laughs) if anybody wants to read further on this topic of hooking up and lockdown uh, gianni has written an article which was published yesterday and it's called Hiccup Sam Corona's Never Ending Story. What have you learned about sex? And I think it is absolutely crucial that we get to talk about sex um, being on lockdown for a year, which has been an absolute nightmare for everyone. If anyone listening has had any experiences with sex over lockdown, if they have followed the rules or if they have been a bit naughty, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram at injectionmag if you would like to share your experiences because we would love to hear them because I've been very boring. So I lived lived through other people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Um, From now on, episodes will be released every Friday. And you might get given a chance to contribute to the episode through our Instagram polls at Injection Mag. If you don't follow us, follow us already or subscribe to us on whatever platform you are listening to. I am G, this is Gianni and take care of yourselves because you deserve it. And until next time. <laughs>